Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the fifth season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I'm your host, Roy O'Kane. As always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Hello, Banjo. What a pleasure it is to see your lovely face once again. Long time no speak. I know. How long have we been now? Uh, about six, seven, eight weeks, something like that. Something along those lines. Gee, that's pretty I sad. don't know. To be fair, we had government sanctions that prevented us from recording because, uh, as prev- we all know, <laughs> no one can uh, record without being in the same room. I was about to say, that was one of the restrictions, was no podcasts. Yeah, is that, yeah. Is that correct? Well, when you talk, a lot of spittle gets everywhere and that could spread the disease. How was your uh, lockdown, Banjo? How was lockdown 4.0 for you? A lot uh, of fun? M- worst one yet, I would say. Um, it was short. Oh, not the shortest one. Second shortest one. Yeah, yeah but it wasn't that bad. Of, yeah, but I just like couldn't be fucked doing anything, so I just put everything off, and then I <laughs> had my comeuppance Jeez, that's, later. It's completely new character, Banjo. I've uh, never no. seen you being like that before. I'm not wanting to do things. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just reverted to tight. <laughs> uh, but Banjo, we've got a lovely guest here. We do. Today, don't we? The man in demand. We've asked him every single time we've done a pod this year, and this is the first time he said yes. It's Alex Bell. Stringer. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, no, people know me as Stringer. I don't think, I can't remember if we, my name has been to secret or not. But oh, it was for a while, yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah, sorry, mate. Hey, before we move on, can I, can I just, um, we're, we're talking about um, lockdown and, and how uh, you didn't, you seemingly didn't have much to do. I, the thought did just occur to me that it actually would have been a really good time for you to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, finish your book. Is to, that still a work in progress? To be fair to me, I did have things to do. I just chose not to do them, so it doesn't quite fit your scenario. Okay, what right. was the, what was the title of your uh, book? I spoke to publishers that weren't interested. How uh, the expansion team screwed over North Melbourne and affected their premiership. It's going to be a what if chances? analysis of uh, yeah. Second part of the thesis was <laughs> what if analysis like, the, like that when OJ Simpson wrote the uh, if I did it book. Did he actually? Did you not know that? No, I did not know that. Okay, bro, I think he wrote a book. I think it was called If I Did It. Well, that'd be bigger than what your was book, he talking about? It's fucking OJ Simpson. No what, shit. He was, what was he talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, like, it, what would, like, if I did it, then what? He literally, I think, step by step. How he did wrote it. Wrote down, well. How he did it or what his life has been since no, no, then? Or how, how he did it. I, I'm pretty sure, oh, look, I'm not 100, I'm pretty sure he wrote down how he did it. <laughs> And, and it was just framed as a hypothetical. Let's table this, and after yep. we finish recording, I have a lot of questions that I would yep. like to ask you. About it is this. a football podcast. I haven't read it. Anyway, OJ yeah. yeah. Simpson played American football. It's relatively yep. tangential. Yep. No, anyway. it's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. But anyway, let's get to it. Let's talk about the biggest story of the last. Uh, it was probably about a week ago. When, when did this? Rec- the McKay bump is what I want to start with. Oh, you're starting with that. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, but football was about to lose its soul, according to the media. How do you view it? Well, to be honest with you, I think we've been there about five or six times already. How many of those hearings have we had when we've been like, this is the life of football on the line and the decision here is going to change the heart of football? And it just sort of happened again. The outcome happened. We all sort of move on. And there's probably going to be another incident later in the year. Do you reckon if people didn't react that way, we would actually get massive suspensions for that? There would be a bit shit. I mean, two minds about that. I don't know. Like, when I looked at the incident, if we actually do talk about the incident a little bit, Mm. my initial reaction was, geez, he did really go in hard there and really look like he was trying to clean up the opposition player. Yeah. I very much got that. And look, the intention was obviously eventually to get the ball, but I don't think he he was just going in to get the ball and bracing for contact. It seemed to me like he was bumping the opposition player out of the way in order to get the ball. So I was a bit surprised with the incredible shock reaction it seems like 
if the ball's in the vicinity and you're going for the ball, the attitude from the media is just like, you can do whatever the hell you want. But I would have thought he elected to bump. If that's, if that's where we've got to now, in which we're saying you elect to bump, you get him high, you're suspended, I would have thought he did. Yeah. To be fair, like, we have had people do similar things and get suspended. Notably Jack Zebel when he jumped, got the ball, and the other guy underneath him got concussed. <laughs> of course <laughs> we're talking about North Melbourne. Still angry about it. Cost us a premiership. The, the, the biggest question when it comes down to it, though, is... Did they drop him? <laughs> no, Stringer wanted him to be dropped the following week as <laughs> a bit of a troll. I it would be really funny. Oh, he's on the extended bench. So chance. maybe. <laughs> I just thought it would, would be really, funny. really funny. <laughs> but the biggest concern, I mean... In many ways, the way, although I've kind of got to this point when I've accepted if you elect a bump and you get them high, you get suspended. And that's just kind of where we yep. got to, and I've kind of accepted that. But realistically, that contest, one player went into that contest correctly, and that was Makai. Like, mm. if, if they both went in the way he did, it's going to be a great bump, great contest. Yeah. Everyone's going to applaud it and the courage of all of them. If they both go in like Hunter Clark did, they're both going to get yeah. the both The best comment I saw about this, to put it in perspective for me, is like, why does Hunter Clark have more right to that ball because he got hurt than McKay did? Yeah, like because he was, was in the more yeah. vulnerable position, there, which was probably his mistake. Yeah, there wasn't like McKay went out of it and hit him off the ball and had no reason to. He was going for the ball and Hunter Clark has a responsibility himself to not put himself in a vulnerable mm. position mm. like that. It's not just McKay's responsibility to, oh, no, he's left his chin out, not yeah. hit it. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that as an overarching thing, but I suppose like a lot of the football world, I'd got to the point in which I'd accepted there's this thing of if you elect to bump or punch and you yeah. get them high and they get hurt, you're in trouble. Um, and that's kind of as simple as it is. Although it seems these days you can punch them in the gut and you get yeah. a fine. We've accepted that unless there's some serious ramifications yeah. as well with what happened with Toby Green. But Yeah, true. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I, I probably My initial reaction was I thought he'd be in trouble, but if the ball's there, they seem to accept it. I'm pretty happy with what they decided. The more I think about it, I didn't give it much thought, if I'm honest. But Not I as think... much as the rest of the media thought it was the biggest story we've ever seen. No. Even though we've seen it, we've seen honest, it ten times. Would, this exact story. I would rather people talk about football than tribunal cases. Yeah, but so let's do that. Nah, it gets it gets a lot of hype. It, it does, and it annoys. And me. you still had it as our biggest thing at the top of the agenda, even though you say that. Do you know why? Because that was the order I wrote things down, <laughs> and I wasn't flexible enough to change. Um, it. We felt we had to talk about. But anyway, it. let's talk about the number one reason we've brought Stringer in. Yeah, we need this big dog now. It's not because we like him. It's because we wanted to hear him cry about bucks. Pull one out for him. How are you feeling, mate? How am I feeling? Yep. About, but, oh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> what, not good about Bucks or about the football club in general? Or yeah, to are, 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 you, are you sad oh, that Bucks no, is gone? I feel great about Collingwood. It's, um, who doesn't? It's, <laughs> um, but am I sad Bucks is gone? Yes. But do you wish he was still there? Yes. Okay. I think I so you think that was a mistake? Um... Getting rid of him, or I mean, I I, I kind of getting know, rid of him, but you had the you know you just I, I, you have the you know the idea of, of Bucks standing on the podium with the Premiership Cup is it's just hard to come to terms with the I'm with you know the idea that that's not going to happen. I'm still convinced he's coming back in 15 years and it'll happen. Coming back to Collingwood is yeah. in 15 years as coach after yeah. he's won flag. Oh, not else. as a player. I mean, <laughs> fair point. There Maybe is an administrator. There's no doubt there's an outpouring of grief around Bucks, but mm. I suppose, yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, do you think it's the right thing for the football club? 
As um, sad as it might be to stomach? That depends on how much of Bucks's, uh, I suppose, you know, how much of what he said about it being, you know, him feeling like it's the right time is true. Because if Bucks thinks it's the right time, it's, it's then it's the right time. And if he doesn't, then it's not. So basically whatever Bucks thinks is right, which yep. means you probably want him to be your coach. I do. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I remember I think we had you on about 2017, the year before you made the grand final, when it looked like it was Curtis yeah, for him. Yeah. And you very passionately defended him. You had... You did, actually. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 I Always been a Bucks man. We, we could go back to the archives if we could be bothered and find the tape, but we won't. Yeah, uh, the fact that that's not happening. <laughs> I, I, I kind of get it. I get it, yeah. the outpouring of grief towards Bucks. Be and like the Nathan Jones coached you in 10 years. Well, yeah, no, I get it from that like with a better player. Also, I, I, think he's a, I think he's a good coach, Buckley. I, I yeah. really do, and I think he's improved as a coach. Um, and realistically, I, I think I put this hypothetical to you before. I mean, if, if he was the coach of North Melbourne, or if, obviously you're not going to sack Noble now, but hypothetically no. if you had a vacant coaching position and you got bucks in, I think you'd be pretty no, stoked about that, wouldn't you? In, he's in that sort of five to nine range of coaches, I think, where it's like he's not one of the absolute best coaches in the league, but he's probably above average. He's certainly, I don't think he was really hurting them, although... I do think he did. His matches seemed to get a bit stale. Like their lack of offensive ball movement, the first part of the year especially, that just showed me it wasn't just talent. There was a lack of dare, and I think that was on him a little bit. Well, that, that's what it comes down to. When a club gets to the point in which it looks like they're in a rut and it's not going in the right direction yeah. and they're probably going to need a rebuild pretty much the go-to is you sack the coach, you get some fresh air yeah. in there, you, you sweep everything out and then you try to get that reinvigoration. But with Bucks, I mean, it did happen in the past when it looked like he was going to be sacked. It wasn't working. They sacked a lot of assistants. Yeah, they kept him in there. there Sorry? Maguire was still there though. Yeah, but he... he Buckley changed his coaching then as well and made yeah. a change and the air did change around him and the club improved. Like, I, I wouldn't rule out that that could have hypothetically happened with Buckley because I think he is I think he is I, a good coach and a good football man. But that man. turnaround happened very quickly and I don't think Colin would have the cattle. Like, yeah. I, I think you could have the greatest coach of all time coaching Colin and they wouldn't win a flag. But the question is, do you need to sack a coach in order to get that fresh air that we talk about? Or can it still happen with the same head coach in who changes a few things, get a few assistants in there, rejuvenate the playing list? I think I think you either have to really aggressively rejuvenate the playing list, which to be fair, Bucks has had a crack at that as well. But you can't leave the playing list and the coach and just get rid of assistance and say, we've got fresh air mm. for like the third time. Well, yeah, if that's the case, then he if had it, to go. If it was the first time, like if Bucks was as good as coach he is now, and he hadn't had the first five years of his coaching career, which is obviously ridiculous, but I, th- I would say keep him. But the fact that he's been there for 10 years, it's just too long. There does, to come, a, there does come a point at which you've coached for long enough that if things drop off, they, you're almost like automatically sacked. Yeah. I suppose unless you're Clarkson, but even yeah. he might be going soon. Yeah, uh, but to be fair, I think him going will be going straight to another club. Yeah, because he's won four flags. Yeah, now we're we're going to be doing a bit of a stop. Yeah, bought himself a bit more, uh, yeah, bit more leeway. A bit more leeway <laughs> there, but it is interesting. Like if the um, it's an interesting hypothetical. You know, if you want to talk, um, go back to this idea of hypotheticals. But if that um, that grand final goes the other way, you know, oh, kick, he's definitely still coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's uh, which fundamentally, I mean, you'd have to think 
not much in terms of the, you know, the overall picture. Obviously, you have a flag, but not much actually changes in terms of the current situation. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's just all of a sudden he's a successful coach. Where at exactly, the moment we yeah. think he's had ten years and he's an unsuccessful coach. He wins exactly a premiership right. that changes exactly everything. Right. And that's a matter of what ninety seconds or something. Yeah. It's, uh, well, yeah. it's it's a matter of a sort of fifty fifty at best kick. Like yeah. that's a coin toss to kick that goal regardless of the pressure or anything. So I do think you're right. We're, we're later on, we're doing a, a stock take thing where we're saying whether we want to buy shares or sell shares in people. Mm. He's not in them, but if you had Bucks shares, you would not be selling them. I think I'd almost be doubling down. Yeah. Well, yeah. The only question he'll, is, he'll, he'll get extra value when he goes to the media and he's great in the media? Because he's going to be great in the media. He'll go to the media for a year or two. They'll love him. He'll then go back coaching. He's got a long time. So you, you reckon he'll be fine. Two, in two years, he'll be in... Head yeah. coach or just senior assistant? What do you reckon? Uh, I reckon he'll be a head coach one day. I don't know if it'll be immediately into yeah. it out of the media, but I think he'll get there again. I think it's quite difficult with these absolute superstars of teams. Like Same with Voss. If it doesn't work at the first club, seems a bit weird them going to another club. Yeah, and there's I'll, a real stigma around yeah. Yeah, getting sacked. or I mean, he probably got sacked bucks, but even if you resign, there's a there's still just a, a, a stigma it was very around. Brad Scott mutual you can't have another chance. Areas, wasn't it? Wait. Kind of definitely got sacked. <laughs> yeah, he did. But once that happens, it's almost as if they just forget about it. I suppose Ratton has bucked that trend now, but had to, get a, had to get a caretaker role yeah. and all of that. So. And it's still not yeah. looking great for him. But anyway, but, let's yeah. move from a coach that has been sacked to a coach that is probably going to be sacked. And let's talk about Carlton. <laughs> oh, mate. What, did you have someone stringer? Oh, I was just going to mention that, uh, you know, the, the, uh, in the 90s, the Cleveland Browns sacked uh, Bill Belichick. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> He's gone on to become, well, the most successful coach of all time. So, so you think that's what's going to happen to Collingwood? No, I'm just saying that I, I just... I'm adding I think to the, you're guaranteeing it. I think I'm just adding to the discussion here and saying that uh, when you're not successful the first time around, sometimes, you know, there's a lot of things that you can learn from that. Can so I remind you this is an Australian rules football co- podcast, yeah, Stringer? None of what, you, my, ju- well, it's just none of what you just said made any sense to Scott. No, I, he's I've never heard even, the name Bill Belichick. He's never heard of Cleveland. There you go. He's heard the name Bill I have, Belichick. I have the, which says a lot. Days, he's yeah. the most successful coach yeah, of all time in the NFL. I haven't heard of any other And the, the point is that there are no really Australian rules examples of this because for some reason, clubs are very averse to actually... the last second club coach to win a flag was Malthouse and it goes, oh, we get to another one. Well, Bucks, like we'll be changing that trend, won't he? Australian. Well, uh, only I would not North- be surprised. Yeah. Only if he coaches North Melbourne, hopefully. But anyway, let's talk about Carlton. <laughs> yes, can I can I have a bit of a pat on the back to begin our discussion about you Carlton? Absolutely can. This Gold is one Jack. Of the few rare times I'm going to let you be a bit big headed. Is this the Gold Jack? Sorry, is this the Cane Corns big call of the week of all time? My my Cane Corns at the start of the year, in which I said I think Teague will be sacked during the year. Obviously, it hasn't happened yet. But then it did seem ridiculous. We were kind of laughing about it as how ridiculous that call seemed at yeah. the start of the year. Right now, would he be odds on? You reckon it'd be favourite for him to be sacked? I just, I don't, like, absolutely. I think he yeah. will get sacked. But it's I don't think it's of, certain, but... It's kind of weird that he's kind of... It feels like he's getting a lot of the blame for the Brent Bolton era. It feels like because they've been so rubbish for so long, like... He's only been in the job for one and a half years, yeah. as a head coach at least. It just feels like he's gotten such a short leash because they want immediate success. Not that I think he's doing a particularly good job or anything. I do think the particulars of the coaching situation don't really paint him all that favourably. But 
just seems remarkably short for a guy that mm. came in, did a reason, he did a good caretaker role. Like, he was a good caretaker. He did, coach. yes. He did do a good job, yes. And last year wasn't that bad. Even this year, if they come home with a wet sail, which they've got the easiest draw left in the comp, so it's every chance that they do. Like, it is It is weird the way it's gone down with Carlton, because I suppose, kind of back backtracking on what we were kind of talking about, when we went from Bolton to Teague, mm. they changed almost no assistant coaches around them. It was almost like they just got rid of one coach, elevated another coach from their ranks, and therefore had the same... Uh... <laughs> Very so, sorry if that got picked up from a microphone. That was an what alarm to remind that? me to take the bins out, which I can't be doing tonight because I'm recording a podcast. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, they kept the exact same coaching group in there. Yeah, it was, they just they just had a different head coach. Yeah, Cameron Bruce. Um, so, I mean, if you think changing a coach changes the air around a club, it didn't really happen with this one. It's all been one rebuild in which halfway through they just flicked a coach around. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it's not as if, yeah, they stripped they it out and said, let's Silvani. rebuild again. They get rid of Silvani during it. But yeah. Yeah, as a list manager, back, yeah. But it, it didn't thing. seem like one of those things where we say, ah, didn't work with Brennan Bolton. Let's strip the club out. Let's blow it all up and let's get someone new in and rebuild again. It was just kind of a thing of, we think we're on the right track. We've got a list. We just don't rate Bolton was pretty much what it came yeah. down to. T came in, nothing really else changed. And now we're getting to this point where, again, they need to decide, is this list and is everything right here and we can continue with this rebuild which has been going forever or do we blow it all up i do think it was a misreading of the list largely so do you think it's still is like do you think their list is not good enough to get them to where they want to go look i don't think it's good enough to be miles better like should they have won a game or two or three more yes probably but it's not like this list should be fifth like they are good players but it's not it's not a as soon as Alistair Clarkson comes in, they're automatically a top eight side, top four side. No. It is funny because we say they've got their top end is, is good. They've got yeah. a lot of top end talent, which is good. And we say that it just the talent just seems to fall off a cliff after about six or eight players. How it many is, A graders do you think they have? Uh, probably not that many, but they have a lot who could be A graders. And a I lot of think. B plus type guys, don't they? Yeah, but Where I, do you put Crips now? Because uh, everyone is very down on Crips. We're used, going to do yeah. a mid-year stock take a bit later and everybody is selling Crips. I wouldn't, on form, you wouldn't be giving him an A, but no. I still think if I was judging their list and I was going through it, I would call Crips an A grader, Yeah, I think. Um, so I'd it, say that maybe puts him at four. Wait, what? Walsh, McKay, Weeder. Yeah, Crips. yeah. But I just, I find it interesting when we talk about how much like, depth drops off in a team or whatever mm. how often is it when you get the right systems in place you get a coach who's doing a good job he's giving them all a role all of a sudden all of those average talentless yeah. players Wait, all of a sudden seem really critical charlie what, spargo think mate. about what Cam mcintosh <laughs> would look like playing for north melbourne right now. yeah yeah so i mean you can say that they yeah they, it falls off but maybe if they were given the right roles maybe it would work for them yeah. I, I look to be honest. I don't. I don't really rate Teague. I, I never really no. have, and you know that. Um, to be fair, he's an offensive coach, and their problem is defense. So as soon as you see a team having a problem with defense, you think coach not working because that that's that's the main thing which all coaches instill. It's weird to true. see players talking but about Teague, we want to score. It, yeah, it but doesn't happen. Teague was like the offensive mind, like 
behind Don Pike over that Adelaide side. And so that was probably the best side we've had to watch in five, ten years. Mm. So, like, I do trust his ability to create a offensive machine. And, like, they're, like, I don't know, meters gained or something. They're moving the ball during games, is like, really well, yeah. really high, the, high up on that stat. But they just let it go the other way as well. Like, if they bring in someone... Like, Brett Radden's got... In. Yeah, maybe. Darcy Moore... Wouldn't completely <laughs> rule it out. But, like... <laughs> Ben Rutten got Blake Caracella, who was a big part of that Richmond setup, and that's really helped him from all reports. Melbourne got Chucko Williams, and everyone learned how to kick. He, maybe he does just need that one key pillar of support. Yeah. And I think I'd give that a go before I sack him, because it has been so It's not time. like you not sacking a coach, mate. It's weird. I just don't dislike Carlton as much as other teams. <laughs> pretty apathetic That's weird. Them. You hate every team equally, don't you? No, anyway. absolutely not. Are we Let's segment time? Is it? It is segment time. So are, are we starting with the huge, everyone's favourite, everyone's the big one? Favourite, go ahead. Gold jacket, green jacket, go mate. Ahead. All right, now Take it away. once again, look, it has been a while, so I just wanted to, and I know Stringer hasn't been here for a while, so I just wanted to recap things. You know the film Happy Gilmore, Stringer? Uh, I think you've heard of it. You've mentioned it once or twice. I. Remind me. <laughs> well, you know, there, there's a line in the first, the one with Adam Sandler. There's a line in it in which know, they I've say... I've never seen an Adam Sandler film in my life. Really? I thought you loved it. Gold Jacket, Green Jacket is the line from, uh, from the movie. Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit. So we talk about the most meaningless <laughs> games in football. That's what the segment's about. Correct. Um, and like, mate, I've had a real interesting experience with this Gold Jacket, Green Jacket this week because... It kind of made some sense when we were doing this weekly because we had to have the rubbish games. We had to talk about them a little bit. So we yeah. put them in the segment, say these were a bit meaningless. My God, looking through when you've had a couple of months of football to try to find the... Like, I, have this, I had this like moment as I was looking through when I almost like levitated out of my body and looked at me and said, have you really been spending five years doing a segment on the most meaningless things you can think of in football? That is the basis of your segment. <laughs> and you somehow think it's everyone's favourite Can I just say <laughs> It has what, been But look it, It's struggling a bit You this know year. what really makes Things less boring You before you do it Telling them how boring it is, <laughs> is Oh this, mate on, Is this Can I just clarify Is this This isn't the worst games Is it No it's the most meaningless okay. ones The ones that no one The it, worst it's, it's games ones... can be Like a car crash Where you can't look away This is yeah. like this is like a dude in a baseball cap that in a movie we just think is a spy and is incognito. It, Nobody it, notices. When it. someone mentions this game, you go, who gives a shit? Yeah, that, that's okay, what it comes okay. down to. So just, just, if we're just on a slight tangent, I, that Collingwood Geelong game was the worst game <laughs> of football I've ever seen <laughs> I, in my I, life. I, and that I is had, why it is not on the list. I had <laughs> that in one of my contenders that I put in my formula and I did that. I was like... Actually, it was kind of interesting how bad it, it was. was. This is going to get lots of points. It I'm not, was, I'm not it was perverse how bad <laughs> it that was game awful. was. But look, let's try to get through this as painlessly as possible, Given Banjo. I'm pretty sure I won't remember these games occurred, <laughs> we should be okay. One vote, Banjo. West Coast defeated Adelaide by 30 points in round nine. Wait, round can nine. You, can you remind me what happened in that game? Do you remember anything about it? Um... No. Now I can I you will remember I can give you one thing happened in the game that was, was interesting. Tom Lynch? No. Oh. No, no, no. One thing happened and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that happened." Actually, Jack took a hanger. What? No. 
Jack Darling kicked five goals in a oh, quarter. Shit, yeah, that it was, was that awesome. game. Yeah, it was that game. But absolutely nothing else oh, yeah, happened. That was a really incredible quarter. I was watching that and just going. That was the reason it didn't have three votes. Two votes. Uh, West Coast continue their run quite well here. Uh, West Coast defeated Hawthorne by 38 points. This one happened the week earlier. This was in round eight. Can you tell me anything about that game, Banjo? Any chance? Uh, outside of the fact that it happened a week earlier than the other game, no. Okay, um, the interest out of that game was uh, some people were fascinated by the fact that West Coast won a game away from home. It was in Melbourne. So that was the one piece of against news to come out of it. the only team but it in was the competition off Melbourne's beaten. Correct, it was against Hawthorne. So really, who gives a shit? And apart from that, Tom Mitchell had 41 disposals. That's, that's pretty, in pretty interesting, team. but pretty, pretty standard. Um, and Archie kicked four goals, which that's a bit weird. He doesn't do yeah. that very often. So I kind of feel that, like he should be good, <laughs> but he's not. But anyway, move on. And three votes, Banjo. We've got to be way here. Brisbane defeated Frio by 24 points. That was in round eight. So to those teams, we say... Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? I'm really glad we did this. This was a worthwhile use. Don't, don't, tell, me, don't tell me you somehow remember this game or anything. No? I would have Mate, assumed I'll that tell you. Played. I'll tell you. The most fascinating thing I found about this game, looking back on it to remind myself, Charlie Cameron kicked three goals five. That was the most interesting thing to come out of this game. Normally when you tell me something that's like even a little half interesting, that triggers something for me and I kind of remember it a little bit. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. That's how it has three votes, mate. He kicked three goals five. Let's move on to a new segment because I do not want to think about that anymore. <laughs> oh, it was great. This, it's approximately the middle of the year. I know we're a bit late. The buy rounds have been COVID's fall. We're supposed to have more to talk about now that footy's back, but who cares? We're doing a mid-year stock take. We're going to buy and sell things we are pro and against. I don't know. Looking forward. Mm. I did not explain this well. What do we want yeah, stocks in? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Take us away. <laughs> I'm starting. is going to be doing it as well. I'm starting. So how are we doing this? We're doing one by one? Is one that the plan? One. All right. Well, I've got a bit of a my more boring one to start. It's a team-based one, and it's a positive one, Banjo. The team which I would be buying serious shares in at the moment would be West Coast. Yeah, they are the team that is most primed to to shoot off towards the second half of the year. They have had a horrendous injury list. They've managed to hang on in the eight, so they're still thereabouts. And have you seen their ins this week, Banjo? I have. I told you their ins. This you week, did, so. but I've also written them down, mate. Tim Kelly, Jeremy McGovern, Petrocelli, Shepard, Shuey, and Vardy is probably the least interesting out of them. But that is crazy. They, they are getting all their plays back. Vardy was part of the greatest player in football history, wasn't he, Alex? <laughs> but no, they they are primed to shoot off in the second half of the year, Bancho. And I would be their their stocks are only going to rise from well, here. I, I think that's a good buy because I just do not trust them at all, really. Nah, mate. I feel like they've been they're in this position every year since 2018, and I'm going to wait until their list I... is scary at its best. They win enough games at home, that's, I'm buying. That is true, but like, are they going to make top four? Maybe they'll knock Melbourne out. God, you're an idiot. Okay, string, take us away. What's your first buy or sell? Buying uh, Jamara Yul Hagen. You're, um, <laughs> you're buying him, eh? Yes. Why? Um, is I just prices are low kind of thing? Yeah, that's it. Um, I've just gone... I, most of my picks have just gone for that. I think uh, if we buy low on a few things, we'll, we'll at least hit one and we can be rich. Um, I think everyone's kind of forgotten about him a bit. 
Uh, me too, until I was making this list. But um, I did... Uh, it's, it's a slightly tenuous link, but uh, I did notice that um, Daniel Rioli's been omitted this week. He's clearly not reaching the heights that he was reaching when he was with... Um, me Favola, and we're still upset about that breakup. <laughs> but um, is that Jamara is now dating Mia Favola? Is that the link? I think so. Is that, <laughs> is that? I think that's the thing, isn't it? I have absolutely the no idea. Gossip girl on the on the podcast. I think that's been a thing for a while. I, I don't no think idea. I don't think I'm breaking any news there. Okay, you're that. probably right. You I, are to <laughs> me. <laughs> well, anyway, my point is, um, since since uh, her and Daniel Rioli broke up. He's now been omitted. It's been all downhill for him since then. Um, so I think that <laughs> while there's, she's, I think that she's a good influence on these. Uh, so these you think Jamara is about to rock it up? I'm sorry, Banjo. I have to jump in here before you yeah, get one in because Jamara. I'm selling Jamara. You I had him written down in my list as a sell. I think his stocks are incredibly high. Everyone still thinks he's the number one draft. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Even to after me. I've so eloquently explained why now is a good time to buy. He's dating life. Scott, to, to, just to be clear, you're selling him because everyone thinks he's still the number one draft pick. No, what? that's a fact, right? He is no, still no, no everyone <laughs> still thinks that he's the next Buddy Franklin. He's going to be this superstar. I'm going to be pissed off with old Jamara at the moment. Suck it up, mate. You're playing in the VFL. Stop having a Why whinge don't about Bevo it. Bevo thinks he's the next Buddy Franklin at the moment. He's well, I would, I would back Bevo's opinion on that more than I would Jamara himself. And I'm getting the impression he's a bit arrogant. I'm not very impressed with him. I trade and I, uh, future first for him. I, I am not impressed with his attitude, and I, I don't think he's going to be the player that everyone thinks he is. So I'm sell, I'm jumping off the Jamara train. Okay, well, mine is, my first one is, to be fair, along the same lines, I'm selling another dog's player, Bailey Smith, out of here. <laughs> I know this one. Gone, gone. I'm just sick of him. I know <laughs> a few people that would be interested in buying Bailey Smith. Are you one of them? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you <laughs> raid Bailey good Smith? Conversation, then. Oh, I've just I've watched him very closely this year. He's in my fantasy side. Which, <laughs> I was waiting know, for that. Yeah. Obviously, whenever someone's in your fantasy side, you watch them a lot closer. You have a lot more emotional investment. Mm. He's just a bit. I don't, a squib's too a strong word. A squib. But he just he just he floats around the contest. I know he's playing a wing role. It's not suited to him at all. He's got he's lost all his dash and dare. He just. He's just not bringing much to the table Mate, at the that moment. That face is the money maker. He can't put that on the line. I know, and that's exactly what you want to be judging AFL players by. Mate, he's Dom Sheed 2.0. There is a lot of Dom Sheed about it. Yeah, Dom Sheed just stands next to and the pack to with the hands fair, on his hips and fair, hopes to get it fed mate, to him. will he be the fifth best midfielder in a grand final side this year and kick the winning goal? There's a chance. Hey, mate, he was the second best midfielder in that side. Well, they on the day. Shuey and Yo. And on the day. On the day. Stop talking about that. Game, <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't been intentional with you. Okay, we're going to skip Scott this time around oh. so he doesn't finish early and go back to string. Um, I'm buying. Do <laughs> <laughs> my list. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. All right, go. Um, the. Kangaroos. <laughs> All right, this is. What are you doing? I, you won't in a moment. Are you buying them to ship them off to Tassie or something? <laughs> Not quite. I just think um, the the Kangaroos this season haven't been having the best time, but they do have six points. All six of those points have come in Tasmania, uh, <laughs> and I think in 
at some point they will end up in Tasmania, let's be realistic. And it seems as though it's a good environment for them and I'd like to have stocks in them when it happens. I like it. I actually, I, I like that more than I expected. So this is what you talked about when I left the room, I'm assuming. No, no, no. That's still to come. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can be like Carl who lost a flag to us in 1999 when they were the majority shareholder. We'll just move on. My buy. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Bam>. <laughs> That's a fun fact for you. I'm buying Tarrant Thomas, speaking of North Tasmania. Oh, <laughs> of course you are. I, I saw that coming. Fuck, he's been so good, though. Has he really been yeah, that good? He's so good. He's kicked the third most goals out of any midfielder in the competition. What's he been getting statistically? Like 20 goals and two touches. Two, sorry. <laughs> 20 touches and two goals a game. Has he really? Like two months no ago. one's mentioned it. I know, because no one watches North Melbourne. Yeah, because you're irrelevant. Yeah. Right, Probably being shifted yeah, off to Tassie. Are. You already have so much invested in Taron Thomas. As if you're buying more. No, I sold a lot of my Taron Thomas stock last year. Oh, oh until you're getting it back, are you? I'm reinvesting. I've, I've, to be fair, I've lost money on this transaction. <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming. All right, mine. I'm, I'm like a guy who bought GameStop, sold it before the spike, and then bought it back again at the absolute peak. <laughs> Uh, my next one, Ben, I've now got a negative on the teams. Uh, the team which I'm selling, I think is a pretty obvious one, is oh. Sydney. We're definitely yeah. selling on Sydney. They're not going to make finals. I'm saying that right now. I could see them making finals. I just don't think it particularly you, matters. You've seen their next three games? Yeah. Port Adelaide and Adelaide, West Coast and the Dogs. I just listened to a podcast about a guy who was like looking at their run home and he said, yeah, they couldn't fall out of finals and come back in. And I don't really think it matters if they come 8th or ninth. Oh, that, to that, honest, I'm out either way. Yeah, well, I, I, mine is, uh, I'm looking for the rest of the year. And I think they are at their highest point at the moment. And I, just, I would definitely sell. I just don't think there's that much meat on the bone with Sydney. People still get really excited about them. There's, there's a lot of hype around. Some people would have stocks in Sydney. I, I, I reckon they'd I be valued. Is, I think this is a good sell. I think you're yeah. selling them at a pretty high price. I just don't think there's much. Like, I'm just agreeing with you, okay. to be honest. I thought you were disagreeing at no. first, but okay. I, I just, yeah, there's just not, I, yeah, about their team, there's not much meat on the bone. I just don't think they're really going to be that good. I think a lot of their good players will drop off and then what's left won't be superstars. They're not making the eight, I'm saying. That's bold. Yeah. I'm String not quite willing to go that far. What have you got for us? Well, I mean, I, this is a, this, I mean, since you made me wait to, uh, to make this sale, I've actually not <laughs> sold as high as I potentially could have, but I'm selling Geelong. Oh, oh what, what's happening at the moment? They're five goals down. Oh, really? <laughs> they're six goals down. Six um, goals down. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> I just, this is just a sell high, um, Sell high thing, basically. I just think that they're, it's... I don't see them winning this year's flag. I think that uh, with the list they have, it's uh, the end's coming soon. And um, I'm getting off right now. This year or this is a future sell? Like you... No, I'm selling right... I, I'm selling so they're not going to win the premiership this year? They're... No, they're not going to win the premiership this year. Okay. Yeah, he's already um, put his sell order in. He's, he's yeah. got them even higher. Yeah, than okay. See, so I would probably sell them closer towards the end of the year, to be honest. I'm also doing another sell, and it's also another team. I'm selling... Gee, Richmond. you guys are negative, aren't you? Yeah. They're, they're cooked. Done. Dynasty over. Wait, who? Richmond. Oh, oh, yeah, you've said this to a few fair, times already. I, I didn't have a vehicle to say this, but I've been saying this since... Yeah, I know you have. I've heard it. They're one and six against top eight teams. They haven't had the injury issues they had in the other years to really sell it. Like, they've had some injuries. They have had no, a fair few. more than anyone else. I just, no, done. Nah, I'm not giving up on them, unfortunately. Yeah, well, Sadly enough. you're wrong. You should jump on the train like you did on my Andy Hawthorne train in 2008. 
18. That was a fun ride. You bandwagoned on that with me. You and then you enjoyed it afterwards. But yeah, I'm just I'm go. just scared, okay? I'm just scared. I don't want to rule them out and then get disappointed again with another bloody Dustin Martin third quarter performance in a grand final. It, it ruins every grand final. Yeah. All right, I'm going to lift our spirits a little bit. I'm going to go a bit more positive because you guys have all been so yeah. negative. I've literally had one cell. Yeah, but it was recent. <laughs> I'm buying. This one's a little out of the box. Justin Lepich, I'm buying uh, Ooh, stocks in. Oh, have been listening in. to SEN. I have been listening to SEN and I rate him. I, I could have said that about anything and it would have been <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was uh, a few years ago I trashed him repeatedly on the podcast were, before he got sacked. This is, this is a backflip just quietly. It is, it is. You call me yeah. backflip okay. okay. It's, this look, is the biggest backflip. Look, it wasn't a quick backflip. It's taken I'm, a long time. I'm pretty sure you would have murdered him back in 2016. Mate, he, he's great on SEN. Like, every time I listen to him, I feel like I've learned something more about footy. He, he's excellent. Makes you wonder what went wrong in Brisbane, to be honest. Because he's been great at Richmond as an assistant. He's like, they rave about him. Rance attributes his career to him. Yeah. Maybe he just wasn't ready yet. But I'm of the opinion, if he stays in the media, he he had a gig. He was on a TV a couple of weeks ago. He had a, I think it was a Sunday night game. Well, if he stays in the media, I think he'll dominate. If he's in a coaching role, whether that's assistant or senior coach, I think he'll do a good job. I think he's only on the rise. It'll take a lot for someone to give him a senior role again, I think. I reckon he might get there one day. That's why I'm I'm buying. It's a long-term investment, Banjo, but I'm sticking with Justin Leppich. I rate him. Warren Buffett on us. Go ahead, String. I am buying a player I learnt about about 30 minutes ago named Samson Ryan. <laughs> I saw that on your list. Uh, you rate him, dude. <laughs> tell, tell, us a bit of, tell, tell us a bit about him, String. Tell us about his strengths and weaknesses. His strengths and weaknesses. I can tell you he was pick 40 in last year's national draft. Uh, product of the Brisbane Lions Academy that, uh, that uh, Richmond had picked up. A ruckman. Um, and uh, he's playing. He's, he's in the team, and I'm buying at the bottom. Well, how's he, how's, how's he going so far? He's played for tomorrow's game. No. I'm sure he's... What? Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought they were playing tonight for some reason. When you were looking at his stats on your phone, oh, I had I'm it in sure my he's head. he's having a nice dinner. And sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, Wikipedia, but let's focus on Scott's fuck-up. Am I, am I, wait, 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 wait. Am I the only person who's heard of Samson Ryan before he got picked for this game? No, the lone thing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say when Hardwick stuffed up and yeah. thought his name was Ryan Samson or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I, just going against what we were talking about earlier, I'm going to buy Carlton. I think they're as low as possible, and I think they've got the easiest problems to fix. Bold call. Bold call. I think they've, they do have that really good top end, even though we just said it was only four A graders, but for their next six is pretty decent as well. And your bottom 12 players are the easiest things to fix. Just go get uh, Nick Hind from St. Kilda for free. <laughs> you can get those kind of players. Are you, so you're saying this rebuild is going to work? You're like, of that view? I, I just think the problems they've got, just like say goodbye to Cottrell, he's no good. We all know that. Go get someone a bit better from somebody else. No, you don't even have to spend a fortune on stop it. Stop going halfway there, Banjo. This rebuild that they've got at the moment, They'll this list... they in two years. Is okay, that that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> and that's a good buy if that's the case. I'm keeping the Carlton train rolling, but I'm selling. And this one hurts because he's in my fantasy team. I'm not selling him in fantasy because he's a good fantasy player. Petrescu, no, you No, Doherty, mate. Doherty, oh, yeah. hey, I got, So you talk about watching fantasy players closely. Mm. He's defensively awful. Like, the, uh, awful. This, he costs them three or four goals a game. The opposite of Mitch Duncan, where you watch him closely yes, and, he, and you think, think he's, oh, yeah. wow, he's so good. I mean, look, yeah, he, he gets cheap ball pretty easily and he can kick, so I'll give yeah. him that. He's a good kick of the footy, but 
God, defensively, he's poor. And he, they've been pushing him up to the wing. He seems a bit caught in between. From a leadership perspective, I mean, I don't think he's going to be captain for very long. No. I would highly doubt that he'll be captain he'll, next year. He'll have uh, um, spent more time on the sidelines as captain as playing games, I reckon. There's by the been a bit of talk about gone. dropping him. And to be honest, I get it, mm. having watched him closely. I hope he doesn't because he's some good fantasy points. But, um, yeah, I'm jumping off him. Jumping off Doherty. You're upstream. I am buying... Uh, Jeff Brown. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you're backing him, eh? You're buying eh? Tom Brown's dead. No, I'm not backing him. I'm buying him. I don't. So, do you know think he'll what succeed? Form is uh, in terms of getting there. Yeah. Uh, more likely than not, I think. Are you going to vote for him? Uh, or do you think it won't come to a vote? Don't have a vote. Did you sign you're the petition? You're not a member. Uh, I don't think I'm a voting member. Yeah, you have to be some special member to be a voting member. Yeah, it's very Collingwood. I think for a lot of clubs, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't think you do. No, it's no, only like easy. yeah. Um, That's I shit. just think that uh, I think that the price. The reason why is I think that the price at the moment has uh, taken a dip. Um, there's been a lot of sort of talk in the the media about the petition and and the bloke who started. Well, they bought off the away. other guy. Yeah, but, Damien um, Barrett pretty much outright said that, which yeah, I just he did. loved. Yeah, the. Um, the signatures are still out there, supposedly. Ooh. Could still happen. I think they're in a filing cabinet like and, that one um, the ABC found. No, he said he handed them to other supporters. But anyway, my point is, I don't think this has been... I think this has been a little while in the works from Jeff Brown. He hasn't been relying on this petition to get the job. So I think that just while there's a bit of confusion, a bit of uh, you know, a bit of a dip in the price, I think now's a good time to buy. I don't think that this is what. So is, you, uh, you think this is a false trough for his price? Yes. Is he going to be the president of Collingwood? Answer that question. No fence sitting. Answer it. Oh well, because yeah, I mean, my high level, high yep. high level discussions yep. um, would suggest to me that yes, he is going. Okay. I mean, I did uh. just say Cardinal win the flag within two years, so can you're, I, you're not going. Can that I time. just? I mean, you're coming at that from a much more informed position <laughs> than my knowledge of who's going to be president of Collingwood. Just on that, can they hurry up and just bloody do that board challenge? It was going to. We've been talking about this takes. for a long time. Oh my god, I'm I feel so like it's very it. easy to tune out, other than to laugh at it. Oh, God. Sick but of anyway, yeah. I've got another sell because that's just who I am. Yep, I I'm know, selling mate. Essendon. I think they're just overpriced. The oh, moment. most are buying Essendon. I know. That's why it's a good time to sell. <sighs> yeah. The so seller's market. You People think it's an inflated stock, do you I do. Think? I, do. Okay. I think they've got a few too much of a price multiple on them at the moment. Mm. They're just not... They're, the three kids they've got haven't contributed that much to them winning. In fact, only two of them have been playing. The rest of it is all the same people before. Only Parrish's and Hine, to be fair, have really sort of performed massively over where they were prior to this. And I just don't think there's a whole heap of ceiling. Like, Zach Merritt's not going to get any better. Jake Stringer's not going to suddenly kick 20, uh, have 29 touches and kick four goals a game. Like, Well, he might. He's done it once, Banjo. Sure, he can do it again. Sure, we'll get to that in Kane Corns. Like I just don't think <laughs> I just don't think there's this massive ceiling on them going much higher without significant more investment and significant more growth. They, they got a good young midfield. They do have like Cox looks like a gun. I think Harrison Jones looks really good. I I, I, I get the hyper NS and I understand it. I just don't know. I just don't know. Like, okay. how much better are Merritt, McGrath, and Parrish going to get than where they're playing now? But they're bloody good now. But they're ninth. 
Yeah, but they 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 they'll, they'll need to get something around what, what them. What else do they do to get significantly better? They, they will need to bring in players around them, and then there's those players who came in this year will need to improve. But that's the core of a quality midfield for a long time, surely. Like it can uh, be quality. I'm just not sure it's like premiership winning. Okay, all right. Well, they're not winning a premiership now, so you should be selling. It's weird time to be selling. I would think because no, they're only going to improve. Win a uh, I understand your logic, but. Okay, what's your last, last one? Last one. I'm going with a nice positive one to finish, although Banjo won't be happy about it. I'm going to buy uh, Steve Hocking. <laughs> I reckon he, when we look back on this uh, period, Banjo, your face. shitting on him. I know. I know. There's still... I don't even particularly agree with the shitting on him. I'm just shocked Exactly. That's him. exactly my you're point. buying low. He is at the point in which just like anything he does touching the game, everyone just hates him. But I am of the opinion that when we look back on this period of time in a few years' time, we're going to look at it and think, gee, Steve Hawking did a great job. And that's what I'm selling. three podcasts ago that we were raving about the stand rule. Mm -hmm. And it's still good. What's what's materially changed since then? the, the, The significant majority of the rules which he have brought in have been successes. I'm liking you're sticking to fundamentals analysis. You're not getting caught up in hype. He's it, good, no, good, I, I good just, stock trade. He, he's got an impossible job. He's always going to be criticised. But I think at some point people are going to realise and at that point, bang, I'm selling. All right? So this is just not a market I'm invested in. But <laughs> good for you. String, what's your last one? Uh, I am buying, <laughs> and slightly off topic, I'm buying a Mulgrave Cricket Club. <laughs> that is, they, for, I'm sure most people listening to this. Do the um, financials not worry you that a ECA crew club can afford these three players? I introduce am, what's actually happening first, I guess. Oh, it's not just three players. There's about they're gonna they <laughs> from all reports gonna put out a team in next year's local T20 comp with about six or seven internationals in it. <laughs> just outrageous. It's um. The finance—I wouldn't say worry is the term that uh, I would use for the financials from my perspective. I don't care where they're getting the money from, but uh, I just think it's pretty funny. So you're not worried that this is sort of an Enron situation? I think it almost certainly is. But for our listeners, who who's who are they getting? Oh, um, well, the latest three were um, Brian Lara. Uh, this seems like one was of Chris those... Gale one of them? Chris no. Gale, yep. No, he <laughs> was. seems like one of those charity <laughs> matches uh, that they play What was it? Dil- you said Dilshan? Dilshan's already there, I think. I think that, that's They've confirmed. got Jaya. Wait, where are all these reports coming from? How do we... SEN, buddy. Yeah, this the, is, you um, should be all over the, this. The club president. Yeah, he was on SEN. They've already got Dilshan and uh, Jaya Series. <laughs> Why? How much money is this going to get their... World Cup winning. Lara and Chris Gale. Gonna be just rocking up for more. Why? Like you, surely they're paying serious money and they're not gonna get anything out of it. Turning up to a local T Twenty game to play and seeing Brian Lara. <laughs> Can you imagine how much their sausage sizzle is gonna make when they play though? I this this story makes no sense to me. There's too many layers of not making sense. I I don't know. Chris Gale, wasn't he opening the batting in the IPL? Yes. 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 He's just still absurd. playing. Anyway, Got a last one. one. I'm going for a concept. I'm selling a concept. No concept. more no more trading first round picks for non superstars. Just shouldn't happen. If you look back in the last three years, three trades for first round picks I'd say have worked. Jeremy Cameron, Stephen May, which begrudgingly hey. and Dougal Howard and Paddy Ryder, which is kind of a two for one, which is a bit murky. But I think that's might have worked. 
The amount that haven't worked, Adam Saad, just not, just too expensive. Polek, definitely not worked. Mitch McGovern, Chad Wingard hasn't worked. Dylan Shield got two first-round picks. Beam's got two first-round picks. Brad Hill got a first-round pick. Far more don't work than do work. Just take, keep your draft picks by cheaper, get free agents or buy cheap, uh, cheaply with like, again, Nikind. Just buy Nikind is all I'm saying. Just don't sell. Just don't sell your first round. It's funny you going through them because the, the, it was only the last three in which I thought, yeah, at the time I would have given up a first round pick for. The, the rest of them were all like the early. So Shield, Beams, and Hill. I would yeah. say, yep, fair enough. The rest of them I all would have been like, that's probably not worth a first round pick. Exactly, but it's still they somehow get it. You know, yeah, why? it gets inflated. My theory is because Damian Barrett keeps talking on trade radio, so you just got to get the deal done. That's they. It's all spirals from there. Uh, first round picks are overrated. That's because you haven't had one in forever. How many first-round picks are on your list from your last six years? Top ten of most drafts, and at least half aren't uh, aren't worth these players that you're. um, No, it's getting better. I I can't. It's very much a lot. It's. I think it's more of a lottery than people appreciate. As a broad rule, I actually do agree with him. I I I think when you think about whether you're going to give up something for a player, you think let's give up pick ten for him, and you think. Would I back myself to get a better player than this player with pick 10? And so often the answer is going to be no. You're going to say, oh, the, the likelihood is I'm not going to get a better player than them. Yeah, but you, I, don't win, you don't win a premiership by getting like the seven, like something 75% right. You've got to get 100% uh, right. Yeah. And I feel like trading for Pollock is just saying, oh, let's get something. Let's get something safe that's not really going to push us over the top. You didn't think Polak was going to push you over the top. I thought he was your big fish. He was a big fish. <laughs> it's worked out really well. He's turned to be rotten on the inside. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. Made like a fish since he got there. Kind of looks like a fish, actually. But anyway, let's... <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot of fish He's a weird-looking dude, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to everyone's actual favourite segment, not one that's so boring that Scott has a uh, <laughs> sort of spiritual moment for the first time in his life. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Kane Corn's Call of the Week. It's been so long, I think we have two media ones to talk about. We're going with two, are we? We're okay. going with two, okay. mainly because okay. I want to talk about the one you overruled. Can you explain what the segment is, the Kane Corns Big Call of the Week? It's just, Kane Corns makes a lot of big calls. They're obviously outlandish. So we look at the biggest one in the media and then we make one ourselves. I like that. Good, good uh, summary. Good work. Thank you. It was a lot better than yours. <laughs> Let's talk about David King. This is pretty much the favorite, your favourite uh, thing this that's is, ever happened. Yeah, this is probably the best media. Kane Corns ever. So I'm going to let you take it away. What did he say? <laughs> you put me, you surprised me. No, he was talking on AFL 360, and we need to thank the Poochie for this one. He sent it Absolutely in. Absolutely. I, I honestly, I didn't watch it at first. I went back and I watched it, and I reckon I had to do about three or four takes on it before I'm like, is this really as dumb Every as it seems? Every time you watch it, you think, no, this must be me getting it wrong. <laughs> no one can be this dumb. He's on AFL 360, and he comes out with a stat, and he puts out, this is this fascinating, really interesting stat, and he says... Of the, the top eight teams have played, I don't know, 15 times or something. No, let's say 16 times, and there have been eight wins and eight losses, as if to say that that shows how incredibly even the competition is. Mm. Every game has a winner and a loser, Banjo, and believe it or not, when you play eight games, you're going to have eight winners and eight losers. How old do you reckon you were when you would have figured this out? <laughs> um, I'm going to say six. Yeah, six and sounds about right. might be a bit harsh. <laughs> I think Robbo's still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, and Robbo's reaction was a bit about it. He was like, "Wow, that really shows how even the competition is." Just it's unbelievable. I don't even. What was what was he even trying to say? I don't get it. I think he was trying to say that when the top four 
play the top half of the top eight. So top four play the bottom half of the top eight. It's been however many, you know, nine wins, nine losses. That, that's, that's not what he said, was it? No, no it's not what he said. Was that the I've, stat that he was fed or? No, so what I've heard is that he fucked up the query when he was looking for the stats. So he, so he asked for he, that, uh, he asked for what he got, but he thought he was asking for what Alex said. <laughs> Where'd you hear this from? It's just I'm a big scuttlebutt. I didn't know there'd been so much scuttlebutt around. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Mate, you don't spend enough time on Twitter. It, it, <laughs> I'm an enormous fan of the stats person that didn't question him asking for that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, true. That All right, Kenny. He has his own access, to be honest, because someone yeah. would have had to have queried it's his, it's his I, lab. I would much prefer to believe that someone... <laughs> Just didn't tell well, what's him. His name? What's <laughs> yeah. his name from Chammy Dart? Is like, yeah, sure, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, someone, yeah, someone knew it and just fed it to him. Do you reckon they looked that's... it up or they just... Just off the top of their head. I was actually looking at that recently. It's this. <laughs> yep, no, nah, let's move on to something like slightly more in the realms of uh, reality. The second Cane <laughs> Gorns I want to talk about is Jake Stringer. He's had the best game of his life. There's no doubt about that. Bloody good game. It was an incredible game. It was a genuinely star-level game. But immediately after, ESPN put out a roundtable article asking whether or not he was a top-ten player in the competition. And more people on it said yes than no. Wait, wait, wait. Who was part of this roundtable? So the only one you'll know is Rowan Connolly. The rest are just random journos that work for ESPN. How many were there? Like Three or four, I don't know. Oh, okay. So I, it wasn't like a big. There no, wasn't it like wasn't like an industry 20. survey. Or something. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but ESPN doesn't care about Australian rules football that much. They don't have that many writers. Top ten's pretty it. impressive for a bloke who plays a game a year. Like I know, it's got to be a very good game. He would average like thirteen touches a game or something. He has he, improved this year, but he's still incredibly inconsistent. Absolutely, he had a game this year, this year where he had seven touches and no goals. Hmm. There's not a never in the history of the competition has a player been a top ten player in the competition and done that. Does he make your top fifty? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. I reckon he just missed out. He might be fifty one. He might be the Mason Cox of this year. Fair <laughs> <laughs> play. Anyway, let's move on to our own because, as always, we're going very long. Takeaway: What's your Kane Corns call of the week? Uh, all right, Banjo. So, I mean, first, I want to sort of pose a question to you. I, I assume you're aware of this, but I, do you know that North Melbourne have played their last three games in Tasmania? I am aware. So, if they love it so much, why don't they just stay there? <laughs> <laughs> and they've been quite, they've improved since they've been there, as Stringer mentioned earlier. All of our six points have that's, been in Tasmania. That's not a big goal. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Stringer fed it to me. That's what I'm running. So that's what we were talking about when you were out of the room. They, they've got to relocate, don't they? Surely. All right, let's move on. It's time, isn't it? My <laughs> case is like the least big... Like, my, everyone says this. Yeah, my case pretty standard of the week is that St Kilda have had the worst recruitment period over the last two years since Crazy Vossi was in charge of Brisbane. Right, oh, Captain Hindsight, huh? Yeah. You fantastic. At the time. Actually, no, we were negative about it at the time. What? St Kilda's recruiting? Yes. No, we weren't, were we? Yes, we were. What were we negative about? Like, going into the year, we're like, eh, don't really see it. Not what, this be that year? Good. Yeah. Listen back to the tapes. I, re- I reckon we would have had them in our top eight, and we didn't do them. But Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> I don't remember that no. at all. But no, look, I thought at the time it was pretty reasonable recruiting. And to be honest, 
I reckon they'll they'll pop okay, over the next did, couple of years. We did shit on Hanabry. Yeah, well, that was obvious. Hanabry got left his contract by 12. Probably, yeah. Yeah, look, that, that one was, was a fail. Half a career. <laughs> the Brad Hill one, I think we were pretty pro because we do like Brad Hill. That's, just that's stiff. That has not worked out. And the rest of them haven't actually been that bad moves, except for letting Nikind go. It always comes back to Nikind. Right, uh, you mentioned Howard before. They got the two of them together, so I think that was a good deal for pick 11. Crouch has been okay. Crouch they got for free. I'm like, that one's fine. (laughs) So where's your issue? Just Hannibal. All of it. And Hill. Just the totality of it. They gave (sighs) up every draft pick they've had for the last two years, and they don't have any draft picks this year. Yeah, I get that, but I would not be... Jack Higgins... I would not. I would not be shocked if they have a great year next year, or the year after, or something like that. A bit like the the mighty D's so have done. So you reckon they'll just yo-yo? They might be having a bit of a D's twenty eighteen. No, nineteen. Congratulate <laughs> on how little you've talked about Melbourne. It's been astounding. I'm a bit flat at the moment. We're coming off a loss. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that game, hey Alex. But anyway, let's move on to. Here's a bit of a somber segment, but it's time for Braden Bruce watch. Push yourself to dance. Push yourself to dance. Push yourself to dance. Push yourself to dance. The developments have not been positive, Scotty. You are a disgrace, man. Brian, Brian, Brian Myers isn't even in the team, so it's not like we had good options. Yeah, you're right. My option wasn't great either, but at least he's played some games. Braden Proust has not played a game and Mate, will not play what, a game. What would, you, what would you rather? Something as as bad as this. This is the Geelong-Collingwood game of selections, whereas you've gone with the West Coast Adelaide selection. Something that's just boring and no one cares about. Whereas at least Proust hasn't played a game at all, and it's funny. And that's interesting, is it? That, that's interesting, interesting that he hasn't played being, a game. This is like... This is Billy Gower's first year instead of his start last year. What happened to him? Because I'm pretty sure at one point you sent me a message saying he's a week off, and then the next day you sent a message saying he's ripped his peck and he's out for the rest of the year. While putting his weights down, he ripped his peck. (laughs) Of course he did. God, he's been a, he's that had man a, is an absolute glass what a, cannon. What a fascinating career. He has <laughs> made millions of dollars in the playing AFL. Yeah, yeah. He's done it like 600 at you, apparently. Stupid money. Mate, Billy Gowers didn't get drafted either. Yeah, that I mean, sad. what is up with that? We do How not, did he not get picked? We do not have a good history with our watches at the moment. No. But let's pivot back to the OG, I think, because the OG is having a good Ah, uh, yeah, I'm happy with this, actually. Yeah. Aaron Hall, the first yes. player we ever had a segment for, because I was infatuated with him up in the Gold Coast. He's come to North Melbourne. He's had a few down years, had a bad nose and couldn't breathe for one of them. Mental health issues in another. But now he's playing at the halfback flank. playing like a And he is dominating in my fantasy like, football team, isn't he? He's not even just dominating fantasy football team. Oh, but he's, he's really dominating league. fantasy football. He is. How, how upset are you that you've won at Aaron Hall every year in fantasy? You have absolutely frothed over him every, him every year. year. Two years ago, my team was And I jump on in the year that he becomes like the best forward Two in the game. Two years ago, my team was called Hall and Bokes. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he has single-handedly saved my the season. Year before that, I traded for him and he got injured the next week. <laughs> I love that I can enjoy Aaron Hall. Watch, it's great. He's an enjoyable footballer. I enjoy it more than you do, I He's a fun footballer. Yeah, yeah, he is. Is he actually good or is he just getting cheap ball? No, I think he's good because he is getting cheap ball, but he's using it in a way that is worthwhile. Okay. So it's not like getting cheap ball and chipping it sideways and doing nothing with it. Is he it. as defensively bad as Doherty? No, he's probably better. 
Whew. Oh, he can't be. It's Aaron Hall. He's never done anything defensive yeah, in his career. It's really surprising. Occasionally he takes like an intercept mark in a one-on-one contest. Really? And you're just like, what the... Can't imagine it. I know. Neither could I. And it was like in the... It was isolated inside 50. It was put on top of him and someone else's head. He shrugged him off and took the mark. It was incredible. Mate, should have stuck with Aaron Hall watch from the start. They should have. Oh, look, Billy Gow's watch had a good run. It, it did. It did have a good run. We don't have an Aaron Hall segment yet. Um... <laughs> theme song yet so we've we'll work failed, on that we'll we've come back. failed in our watch but anyway segment. we've invited a guest and it's taken us nearly an hour to get to him but let's talk about his segment it's time for Stringer's Innovations this is the segment that he brings to the t- how many times have you been on the podcast four? I would say four yeah um, and you brought innovations along every time one yeah. of them was okay yeah, you've had some belters in there. The, the tap forward. The is tap still, forward. Still the peak. The, uh, what was helmet cam you yeah. had once yeah um, to be fair they kind of half have that the football rink was one what was that again? Putting nets up around the ground and just not having it out of bounds. Yeah. It was when there was a <laughs> I have forgotten about that, and I'm reasonably sure someone would get grossly injured if you did that. Yeah, I don't know. It was when there was a big thing about the whole deliberate out of bounds thing. And just make it a rink. Just stop out of bounds being a thing was my idea. I'm amazed that hasn't been taken on. I it's am. a great you idea. Should, you should send that one into Hutchie. I think you'd jump on it. But anyway, let's get to your innovations because we're taking too long. Yeah, go and ahead. he said... Well, oh, yeah, you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got so <laughs> I, I don't have one. Usually, I come here. I have got one. I've got one. Um, one that you're confident yeah, in. One that I'm confident in. I've got. I've just. I've. I'm not sensing way, much confidence. I'm <laughs> no, 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 I'm confident. At least one. At once, it's like the stocks. At least one of these is good. Okay, so you got penny How many have you got? Uh, about twelve. Um, Taking okay. the Jordan Belfort approach. <laughs> just throwing yeah. darts at that board. Come okay, on. Okay. Um, so I've got one. Uh, so my team, Collingwood, is um, looking like they might not make the finals this year. That's a fair assessment. Mm. Um, which sucks because it's better when your team makes finals. Also fair. Um, so I've had an idea called, uh, so borrowing from sort of some of the European soccer, AFL Super League. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you're the Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> Basically, few teams um, that the AFL makes a lot of money from essentially are guaranteed to make finals every year. The rest of the spots, we'll say half the spots in final, top eight are allocated to those teams. Um, the other half are based on merit. And um, that's essentially what the finals are every year. Has um, merit. Can't see that going wrong. It's a good start from you. Yeah, I, I cannot imagine that falling down. Yep. No, obviously North Melbourne would be one of the big four, big big <laughs> Yes, <laughs> if they go to Tassie, maybe. So speaking of North Melbourne, um, often hear a lot about uh, the North Melbourne sort of war chest, and um, the, the phrase that gets thrown around a lot, um, North Melbourne the last few years, but just generally when it comes to trade period, uh, the Godfather offer. Yes. Uh, so I've had an innovation on kind of list management recruiting front. Uh, it's called the real Godfather offer. Um, so the thing about the horse head in the bed, essentially, yeah. <laughs> threats to relatives. Um, this does sound very Carlton. I'm going to say yeah, offers they literally cannot refuse. Um, the thing about the Godfather offers that some clubs put out there is, is so often they end up being refused, which is not yeah. what the not what a Godfather offer. Jeez, I hope David Noble isn't listening to this, or else uh, Josh Kelly. I'd be, uh, I'd be watching out. David Noble loves his Marvel. We wouldn't even resort to Francis Ford. He's Marvel, does he? Yeah, there I will show you about that. So that's um, 
We've got uh, one that's I noticed. <laughs> Calls himself the Hulk. One I came up with a couple of weeks back, and I know you know how often there'll be a, you know a touch ball or not fifteen or something, and the umpire will yell play on, you know whatever. Player doesn't hear it. They take a mark. They think they've taken a mark, and then they just get wrapped up, and it just. And the umpire doesn't know what to do because technically it might be holding the ball, but yeah, you know yep. they're very kind these days on them. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's it seems a bit unfair because they didn't know they had to get rid of it. So I'm just this is actually more of a serious idea. Um, have some sort of different whistle tone or something that you know, quick two quick. So whistles you're getting or... two whistles next to each other, one for holding the ball. Oh, sorry, one for play on. No, I mean yeah, you know, your general whistle is reasonably long. If you just give two quick bursts. Oh, so like a secret Players know when it's in the yeah when it's in the air it's play on, um, something that can probably be developed. So you're saying some sort of idea that that can let the players know because just yelling is clearly not getting it done at the moment. They're, um, so you're saying they'll hear that better than the the yelling. I for think play there's on. an yeah. argument to be made that they're pretending not to hear. Not always. A little bit of that, and even the, even so, <laughs> even so, um, this removes that as an excuse. Okay, well, all right, that that's one's not too so bad. <laughs> my work? Oh, okay. Well, this might top that because my next innovation is just, it's called Enforce the Rules. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> that now, I'll write that one. <laughs> um, we're talking, there's probably in- three off the top of my head that really do quite irk me. Well, actually two because the two of them are related. But the fact that you could probably run at least 20 metres without taking a bounce and kick the ball probably 10 metres confidently... Uh, and still get paid a mark most of the time. Unless you're Geelong in the last yes, 10 seconds. Speaking of, the game, of Aaron yeah. Hall, he ran from the goal square to out, nearly outside 50 the other week. It's hard to know how far that is, though. Yeah, I know. It's not like we know the goal <laughs> yeah, square yeah. is 10 metres. Um, <laughs> do they say that those lines that they uh, they mow into the field are about 10 metres or something? Yeah, so they, they say that, yeah. Because um, I actually, another um, related to that, it was. Um, I, another idea I had was 15 metre dashes on the um, the centre square. Just every 15 metres, put a dash, at least gives it the umpire reference yeah. point. Um, Makes it hard to tell with those. These last two are too sensible for this segment, Stringer. Yeah, you pick up so, yeah, and the, uh, so the other rule I'd like to see in force is I reckon a lot, and people like stopped even mentioning it, a lot of handballs are actually throws. But, um, oh, it gets a mention. It when, gets a mention. When someone plays the Bulldogs, it gets a lot of mention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, my next one, I think I actually might have mentioned this one once already. The long run-up, um, if you want to kill some time, when you can't your shot You goal. have mentioned Absolutely. this one. This was a classic. <laughs> this, is, this is your Ben Brown theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they stop that clock when you start running up, so just make your run-up about a minute. Um, uh, the... Yeah, we kind of mentioned this earlier. Um, the Tasmania Kangaroos just basically moved North Melbourne to Tasmania. Oh, that's a good one. I wrote that one. Um, Although, again, far too sensible. Yeah. Also, not really an innovation. <laughs> uh, the set play is one I had. Um, <laughs> something, <laughs> something that people don't do. No, no, no. The set play. The okay. set play. So, I'm just thinking more kind of NFL style. Um if you kind of maybe let's say you've got a kick inside 50 i would want every player i had inside 50 stand still <laughs> and then from whatever signal everyone knows exactly exactly where they're going from that point <laughs> 
I don't know why you make me laugh so much. For some I don't know how to react. To that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. It's too All ridiculous right. to respond to. <laughs> and break. <laughs> what? Mate. I just think if you have an idea of where everyone's going, and then yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> so two things I saw last week that were really exciting: um, kick the uh, goal after the siren in the uh, Cats match. Gary Rowan. Always that exciting. Was exciting. Uh, and uh, Toby Green's torp uh, for the goal. Don't tell mm-hmm. me a torp after the siren. I'm, think, <laughs> I'm thinking 12 point. For no, no. That's a good idea, though. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm thinking um, for a shot at goal, you probably have to nut out the specifics of this, but if you want to take a shot at goal from, uh, well, any shot at goal, really, but from wherever you are, and this is probably going to come mostly into play maybe with a shot after the siren from a bit further out. Uh, you can opt to change the ball to uh, more of an NFL-style ball, better aerodynamics, more suitable to the torp. You could probably get some extra distance on it, and it's just gonna see, you're gonna see more torp torp attempts. It'll be more exciting. So we're changing the ball. No, no, no. Only for what? those. Oh, only oh those so shots. you swap it over when yeah, you have. Yeah. You can elect to choose yeah. that ball. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Banjo's face Okay right. Keep going <laughs> I just think it'd be more exciting And then my last one I've got Is um, Just I was trying to think of some ways That you could uh, Home ground advantage Isn't what it used to be And it's a bit Differs obviously a lot Between different teams Some teams get quite a big Home ground advantage Geelong Yeah and then some teams Are playing you know Marvel or Eddie had and you're not really getting much of a home <laughs> it's the same sorry Marvel the MCG the MCG you know what I mean so I was just thinking of a couple of, I was thinking of a couple of ideas that you might be able to um, get a bit more of a home ground advantage so I've got um, you know they often say you know someone like Tom Mitchell uh, he's brought his own footy to the game maybe you can bring your own footy to the game <laughs> so just different maybe different dimensions on the ball so you, you train all week with a smaller ball other clubs don't realise and then you they rock up and you're playing with a mini <laughs> footy now this is a man that supported the team responsible with for the play game like, you can imagine those mini like um, stress ball footies <laughs> well we've, we've seen Port Adelaide I think training with tennis balls uh Prior to game, so I was thinking there'd still be some regulations <laughs> on the ball, but maybe we just toss it out. You can play with a brick for someone, all I someone care. brings a ball and just converts. But to um, yeah, you just you spring a bit of the element of surprise on the uh, the opposition, um, as well as that maybe you just make the uh, one of the change rooms really really shit. Um, just like a portable. That, that's not an innovation. Yeah, that's, that's going back on yeah. old Yeah, school. I'm just saying, bring it back to the old days when this, these sort of things are what home ground advantage was about. How okay. about, how and then maybe you can change the dimensions of the field. So, um, you know, if you're playing on the MCG, maybe you, you want to make it a bit different and yeah, change the boundary. How about we bring back the... Uh, we didn't bring back... Remember the time when uh, Brisbane were thinking about their pre-game having a lion in a cage well, in the middle of funny. the ground? Mate, North we... Melbourne had an actual... How about they bring that back? Yeah, Melbourne had an actual <laughs> elephant and the Batmobile... No, the Batmobile was at Glen Waverley. That was no, a, that the grand final. Yeah. That was Angry Anderson. Yeah, heaps of stuff's been going on. Did you actually have an elephant? I don't yeah, we, yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, and there was... There was they lost control of it. I, like genuinely, I mean, when was there this? Was a fucking elephant, if you can find, oh, this is art history, like eighties. Yeah. yeah, okay. It's, it, it's really funny footage. It's, yeah, I mean, the poor child on the. We back, invented but... Friday Night Football, and we brought an elephant. Like, what else do you want from a football? Club? And you still invented got no the game. Fans. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was certainly innovation. So let's move on to your second. No, segment. no, no, no. You have to say no. What's your What's your favorite? What's your favorite? 
Okay, I'll read I'll read you the titles of the let's not, let's <laughs> tell, let's not. Godfather Offer. Godfather Real Offer. Godfather Real Godfather Offer. I'm still going with the AFL Super League. I can't see it going wrong. <laughs> okay. So now, what's your tangentially related list? I've got I've told you I've brought a list for you boys. Um, so this is uh, I was just thinking today, in the spirit of innovation, it's a bit of a festival of innovations today. So I've got the last few years the worst innovations in the AFL. And Scott's just stolen one of mine because uh, it was going to be the uh, <laughs> what the line the Brisbane idea to have a real <laughs> line at the games. It's amazing we both thought of that. Yeah. Um, so uh, look, I've taken a pretty liberal definition of innovations to this list. Um, to be fair, it was to the last list. Yeah, too, so. <laughs> probably more generally, more accurately classified as just ideas. So these are some of the words. And the AFL, to their credit, they've had a couple of good innovations um, in the last few years. Some, the AFL feels a Running lot Running out like, of the goal square without having to kick it to yourself. Yeah, Good yeah. innovation. Oh, Buying yeah, Steve Hawking. More big picture stuff. Like, you know, obviously AFLW has been a massive success. Oh. Um, it's gone from strength to strength. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, even that. Like anything. I just I was thinking today, the AFL feels a lot like one of those meetings you go to or even in sort of high school English class where the, the teacher might say, oh, guys, there's no bad ideas, no bad suggestions. And you know that there is bad suggestions because they're all the suggestions that don't get acted upon. They're all the suggestions... And unfortunately, some of these suggestions did get acted upon. And so we've got... Um, okay, here's the list. Uh, we'll start off. Behavioural awareness officers. Not a good innovation. They, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Weren't they racist? Uh, no, that was different. Okay. Behavioural awareness Probably officers that. were just um, a weird thing. That was a weird moment. That was um, weird, yeah. The Western Bulldogs Thor Jumper... Oh, that was hilarious. No, yeah. that was good. I rated that. I assume yeah. we're going the Power Range Jumper as well. Uh, I didn't have it, but sure, yep. The Hawthorne Power Ranger jumper. Yeah, that yeah, was the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Was um, did Hawthorne also have a pink, like hot pink jumper? Or yep. am I making that up? Yeah, okay. Ooh, do you remember North Melbourne's orange jumper to play Collingwood? You no one remembers anything. Okay. Well, well, this isn't a segment about worst jumpers. Um, yeah, continue. This is just the last maybe 10 years. Uh, Adelaide's preseason camp, I don't think was a good <laughs> innovation. Um, Jaden Stevenson's multi. Um, I, that's probably more bad idea than innovation. <laughs> also, disagree because it's half the reasons at North Melbourne, and I love that bloke. All right. Um, just generally, the score review in the arc. I don't think. I think it's got potential. If um, yeah, we didn't need, agreed. if we didn't have footage, we just needed to fucking zapruder the shit out of, and you know, takes too long. Don't criticize Noah. He's a great man. Noah's Ark. Oh, Noah's Ark. Noah, Noah up in the Ark, yeah, yeah, it genuinely is sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you, the Zapruder footage was better quality than some of can that. I, can um, we just congratulate Scott on the most painful moment of this podcast? And he's got a lot of contenders. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great gag. It's one of my best. Um, that says way too much about you. Carlton's Hovercraft. Um, what was Carlton's Hovercraft? That wasn't that long ago, was it? That wasn't that recently, was it? Uh, what hovercraft? What All I remember was it ended up upside down, in destroyed in the yeah. Yarra. They had a hovercraft before games. Like, they just had, you know, Captain Carlton, their mascot. What the hell is a navy yeah. blue? This is, going this around is the a Melbourne ground. supporter that never ventures he flew, out to He flew around the MCG. Well, not flew around. He hovered around. Yeah, hovered around in a hovercraft. That's technically hovering is flying. Uh, that one, that one, yeah. Okay. Anyway, keep going. Let's get it, it, it ended momentum. up destroyed in wait, the Wait, wait, can I say what a good innovation was as a pre-game thing? Did any of you see the dancing bulldogs at yes. any stage? They're the cheerleaders. <laughs> Do you remember when Luke Darcy had that to That was like my favourite moment of football ever. That was hilarious. And Do you remember when Luke Darcy got up <laughs> yeah, there to dance with yeah. him? Oh, peak. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know my favourite ever pre-game 
gimmick was the Melbourne Bugler who just used to come out and <laughs> play the Melbourne song on a trumpet before every game. Yeah, and they acted Sad like days. he was the best thing. That, <laughs> probably was the best thing that Melbourne supporters got to see at those yeah. games. Yeah, that, anyway. was, that was a miserable time. <laughs> the yep. peak of the Dean Bailey era. Yeah, well, it was Kneeled, mate. Kneeled. Kneeled. Um, Even worse. So, anyway, the next uh, in my list of worst innovations, the China game. Um, yeah. Yeah. The D's were in it, though, so it was good. Even you went to China? Oh no, that China game. No, we went to a we went to like a an off season China game like oh. ten years ago or something. Oh. We were like the first one. Yeah, okay. This yeah, was no, a game was invented China. Wait, is that all done? The China game after COVID? Uh, like that, I would it? say certainly for the short term it is. It definitely is. I can't see them playing there. <laughs> also, possibly with how Chinese Australian relations are going, the long term too. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Floating fixture. We could sneak it in later this um, year. <laughs> uh, the next were in my worst innovations the Gold Coast Suns just as <laughs> this I very strongly would disagree with because the Gold Coast Suns are a ever present reminder that North Melbourne did not relocate to the Gold Coast when was the last time we did a podcast and you didn't use that line last year at least <laughs> but also I can't remember what we've said in any of the podcasts this you're year. more comfortable with the idea of Gold of Go- of, not of the kangaroos being in Tasmania than Gold Coast, aren't you? No. Really? No, vehemently against both. Yeah, but if you had to pick one. No, I would not pick. Rather die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. That's a bit miserable. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that year they did the top 10 in the draft as a countdown. Um, yeah, that was weird. That was and weird. it was really funny because um, it got maybe a few picks in and everyone realised what was going to happen, which was the kid that everyone knows who's the only player all year has been talked about going as the number one pick. Got Will be the number one, one pick. What pick. year was that? <laughs> oh, I can't. Was that wild? You know what? I think it was, it might've been over a couple of years, but I think it stopped when um, GWS had something like eight of the top 10 picks. Yeah. And so this top 10 <laughs> countdown was just a back to front list of, of picks that players going to GWS. Um, that wasn't a good idea. Uh, AFLX. I'll say goes without saying. Um, The Essendon Supplements Program, um, (laughs) and related to that is just generally the idea. I think of a grown man walking around a football club, calling himself the weapon. Um, uh, The uh, North Melbourne's involvement in the Good Friday game. Um, (laughs) This is getting personal. uh, (laughs) Wrap it up, my friend. MCG turf on the Gabba. Which I maintain they should have done for Buckley's last game at the SCG. Surely also the SCG turf to Bucks. <laughs> That's not in the bid by now. <laughs> My favorite uh, thing was, uh, does he plant that in his own lawn? What's he do with it? It's in the bin. Does he have I, to? I, I, I didn't make it back to Melbourne with it. I, I think promise you, you it's in the bin. Uh, and yeah, my last one was Brisbane's idea to have a live one <laughs> four games, which technically didn't happen, but it has to be on this list. It was an idea. It was an idea. Yeah. Well, that wraps us up. Do yeah. you want to do you, any questions? No, if you make us do a bloody Poochie's mailbag, I'll okay. kill you. Okay. We'll can I, can I ask mail? one question? Nah. Nah. No. No. Right, go ahead. <laughs> maybe, maybe two. Um... So my questions are, um, how will changes to, uh, oh wait. You're sorry. reading this. Does, <laughs> no, I've got two questions you that are more like or less the same. sound like a year one kid that's about to be held I've back. got two questions that are more or less the same. How will changes to eligibility for the AstraZeneca vaccine and Australia's slow vaccine rollout affect your Long's premiership chances? 
Not at all. Because they're old. I, I got that. Yeah. But they are. They're just. They're not. They. I reckon they. They'd have a bit of an unfair advantage if they. They um, just can't come catch up to everybody else. It evens out the competition. All right. And um, why <laughs> does Ben Simmons wear a shooting sleeve? Good question. Does he? Yeah, he does. Wait, what is a shooting sleeve? It's a sleeve not attached to your shirt. It's that, that black thing that they wear over yeah, there. Yeah, it's like black, a wide, orange. How does it help you, you shoot? It doesn't. It just, it's what it's called. It looks okay. cool. Yeah, it's yeah. got an elbow pad in it. Now, what is it? What's it for? What's the function? Looking cool. Okay. All right. Fair um, enough. And does a straw have one hole or two? <laughs> <laughs> one. Yeah, it's got one long hole. Yeah. It's got one long hole. Is it even a hole? Yeah, well, that's it! Uh, that and that about wraps us up for another week on the Plaza Footy Podcast. Yep, thanks for listening. We don't know when we'll be back, and I'm not sure you'll want us back. Thank you. <laughs>